Sorry. Oh my gosh, I like this champagne, but it's really making me burpy. It's making me burpy too. Not it's me. good stuff though. I'm well. Um, Somebody get seasoned. married just so we can have more. Welcome to Bubbles and Books, a podcast about two of the best things in life: books and champagne. Brought to you by Amanda and Ellen, co-owners of your local independent bookstore, Dog-Eared Books in Ames, Iowa. First, give me a cheers. Okay. Okay, we're ready. And yeah. books are sexy. What's today? The 4th. Tuesday the... Nope, it's Monday, April 4th. Okay. We're calling it the 5th. Oh, no, but it's sorry. Tuesday. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> okay, welcome book lovers. It's Tuesday, April 5th. That's the sound of our champagne popping. We are drinking Iron Horse Wedding Cuvée. The reason we have this is because sometimes we have weddings at Doggard Books and we wanted to have the perfect champagne for those lovely events. Let's see. It's from the Green Valley of Russian River Valley in Sonoma County. And it has a really cool horse on the cover. Today, I'm not drinking with Ellen. I am drinking with Jess. She is one of our managers and epic booksellers. And the reason she's here is because I love her. And because she is one of the most amazing readers we have on staff. So let's welcome Jess. Jess, how are you doing? Good. Thank you for having me. Jess is always willing to drink champagne with us. Um, <laughs> Rachel. And Rachel, our producer, needs to make sure, director and producer, needs to make sure she has some too. Um, this is a this is a really big day here at Doggard Books because we are sitting in front of a table full of new releases. April fifth, apparently, we need to know is a huge new release day. We have adult hardcovers, we have tons of paperbacks, we have children's books. Um, so we're just going to talk about everything we're excited about. That's the topic of conversation today. Just how many cool books are hitting our store on Tuesday. But we're going to start with um, Jess. Jess, tell me what you are reading right now. Right now I'm reading The Violin Conspiracy by Brendan Slocum. Uh, this book is amazing. I'm not quite finished with it yet. Um, it is about a young man named Ray. Ray is an amazing violinist with a bright future. His grandmother gifts him a violin, which is an old family heirloom, and it is discovered to be a rare Stradivarius Italian piece from the 1700s, and when it's appraised, it's worth more than $10 million. Oh my gosh. Can you imagine? So, as you would fear, everybody is coming out of the woodwork, including his family, and they all want him to sell it. They all want a piece of the money. And he just wants to play his stinking violin. He's got a bright future. He loves it. Um, he not only has to navigate all of these people coming out of the woodwork for his violin and calling it theirs, but he has to navigate horrible, overt racism, um, subtle racism, and he just wants to protect his violin and play. It's quite disgusting uh the things that he has to endure and i think it's a really smart read it's a good read for everybody and it's got a really cool cover it's got a gorgeous cover and i tell you the author has a music background um he holds a degree in music education with concentrations in violin and viola from the university of north carolina 
and that shows the violin um, topics and um, content in this is extraordinary and all I want to do is read this with a violin concerto in the background <laughs> like an ASMR room yeah. or something yes it is fantastic but now you're also always running another book I have a feeling you're reading something else too I am I just finished um a mystery thriller on audio I always have an audio going and a hardcover going um, I just finished Nicole Bart's book. We had an author event with her. Mm-hmm. Um, I am reading that for my book club. Really enjoyed it. It's set in Iowa, a mystery thriller set in Iowa. So that was fun. Oh, yeah. So that's everything I didn't say. Yes. I have that right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Everything we didn't say by everything Nicole we Bart. Everything we didn't say by Nicole Bart. Okay. Awesome. So you just finished that. Yes. Um, are you working on any kids' books right now? Um, I just finished a wonderful book called... New From Here by Kelly Yang. It's a middle grade book. It is about a family from Hong Kong who, at the start of the pandemic, and this might be too soon for some people, but it is wonderfully written, they move to California to get farther away from the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And as we all know, it follows them to California and the rest of the U.S. However, um, they have to leave their dad back in Hong Kong because that's where his job is. Mm -hmm. So mom now has become a single mom in a fairly new country and raising these three children. The characters, Knox is a 10 year old boy. He's the main character. He has to navigate uh, racism as well as his ADHD going to a new school, making new friends Um, He, because of his ADHD, realizes and knows this about himself, that he has some impulse um, uh, control issues. issues. Mm -hmm. And so he gets into little situations every now and then that upset his mother, and he feels horribly about that. Um, But there is some good consequences. There is... Um, family ties and how the siblings work together to make things um, better for themselves. Um, it is a wonderful, wonderful story. And I read, th- this is from the author of Front Desk, which quite a few people got uh, have read, got great reviews. I read that there's also some, uh, it addresses some of the racism towards Asians during the pandemic. Correct. That's an element of the book. Yeah. Right. Yep. And they, the three siblings really want their dad to come over here. So it is funny in ways that I just loved. So they um, put resumes out for their dad in the U.S., in the California area, and they even take the phone calls and do interviews pretending to be their dad to try to get him a job in the U.S. Oh. And it is so sweet. They have a garage sale. Uh, where they find things within the house. Little do they know, these are some family heirlooms and things that are worth more than the couple of dollars that they sell them for. Oh, no. Uh, But all to try to get dad to come to the U.S. and save up some money. So um, there's some deeper issues, definitely, but there is a lot of humor, and I recommend this book for anyone. 
my daughter at home is is reading this. This is her current read right now. Um, I am reading a young adult book called Pride and Premeditation from uh, Tirza Price. She is um, a lovely young adult writer uh, who reached out to us and asked us if we would have her at our store. And if that's a bend over backwards. Yes, thank you so much. Um, she is swinging by today to sign all of our stock. Um, the second in this series comes out today. It's called Sense and Second Degree Murder. Um, I started with the first one. Um, they are retellings of Jane Austen's books. So Pride and Prejudice, retold as Pride and Premeditation, with the characters um, in slightly different circumstances. They're set up as kind of Agatha Christie-esque mysteries. Um, in the one I'm reading right now, Pride and Premeditation, Lizzie, as she goes by, um, really would like to join the family law firm and has great ambitions to see justice and to um, make a name for herself. Um, and we encounter many of the, the characters from the original book. I think what she's doing something really interesting here in that she's giving Jane Austen's stories and characters to a new generation in a way that might be more accessible to them than the original text. Um, and also giving the thrill of a murder mystery or a crime mystery. Um, I'm having a lot of fun with it. Um, I was not a huge Jane Austen fan. I hit other classic classics growing up. So reading Pride and Premeditation is an education for me as well. Um, I'm super excited to have her into the store. She um, grew up in Michigan and she's a Michigan farm girl. But um, she now calls Iowa home. Um, I, apparently, she, her habit is baking or cooking in the kitchen. Um, and then she's also a big knitter. Um, she'll be here on Monday the 11th to talk. We call it Corsets and Convos with Tirza. Um, we will be asking her about her writing influences, um, what we can expect from the third in the part uh, in this series, it's going to be out in 2023, um, Manslaughter Park, um, after Mansfield Park. So she's oh, really fun. witty. Um, she's done justice to the original text. So I read Pride and Premeditation as well. I'm so excited for Tirza to be here. I'm going to wear my Pemberley sweatshirt. I loved Pride and Prejudice, Jane Austen's Pride and Prejudice, and this felt like for the people that haven't read Jane Austen, kind of a way to get them maybe into Jane Austen or a modern retelling of it. But I felt like I was coming home and it was a series spinoff, even from the original. I'm so excited to have her here. I know. I feel very honored. Um, the next thing I'm picking up is called Lessons in Chemistry um, by Bonnie Garmus. It has a fabulous orange cover with bright blue text, um, a really cool silhouette of a woman on the front. Um, the reason I'm interested in this is the premise is um, the main character, Elizabeth Zott, is a 1960s scientist, and she's on an all-male team at Hastings Research Institute. Um, very unequal working situation. Becomes involved with another scientist, Calvin Evans, who um, falls in love with her mind. But 
you flip forward a couple years and you find that Elizabeth is now a single mother and she is the reluctant star of America's most beloved cooking show, Supper at Six. And it's not, you know, a 1960s stay-at-home mom classic TV show. This is her working with acetic acid, sodium chloride, to have revolutionary approaches to how you get dinner ready. Um, Her following's growing. And um, she has a huge fan base because she's she's teaching female independence, female uh, women's uh, equality, and um, it's going to get her into trouble, apparently. So I, I just love the idea, the setting, everything about this. So that's what I'm going to pick up next. It's out today. Um, it's a Good Morning America book club pick, um, and it's blurbed on the front by one of my favorite authors, Claire Lombardo, author of The Most Fun We Ever Had. She says it's an utter delight, wry and vibrant and compulsively readable. So I'll take her word for it. That one does sound really good. And then, like you, I always have an audiobook going, and I've been listening to Booth. Yeah. Yes. Uh, the historical fiction account of the Booth family. Um, John Wilkes Booth, not a kid in America, doesn't know his name. Um, I asked my kids, do you know who shot Abraham Lincoln? (laughs) And sure sure enough, John Wilkes Booth, right? Um, But John Wilkes Booth came from a Shakespearean family, Mm -hmm. um, the greatest uh, family of actors in early America. And um, Um, did you find it interesting or notice that the storyline was told primarily from the eldest sister's viewpoint. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. Um because she what we come to learn is that she's the one I, I'm that is least known in society. Mm-hmm. You know, she was the one who became an old maid and kind of lived the life of an invalid where the rest of the family made names for themselves. So I like that we get to learn the family. Yeah, I enjoyed that too. And oldest sisters usually have the story of the family. Mm -hmm. They're they're responsible for holding that. Um, So yeah, I'm really enjoying that, and it's well narrated. Um, You can also listen to Booth on Libro FM and support Dog-Eared Books. Um, Stop by the store, and we'll get you set up with an account. It's just like the competition Audible um, subscription, fourteen ninety nine a month, uh, free audiobook every month and it, your dollars go to support dog-eared books in that way it's not just like audible right it goes to support your independent bookstore of choice mm-hmm. which is wildly fantastic yeah i just have to pop in to say i know because ellen's not here and i know she would say something <laughs> but Go to YouTube and look up John Wilkes Booth, The Whitest Kids You Know, <laughs> and I'll leave it at that. <laughs> Ellen, I guess I miss you ish today. <laughs> so like we said, this is a huge new release Tuesday. Um, we're going to start with some of our favorite titles from 2021 that are now available in paperback. Jessie's going to tell us about Gunkle. This is one of her, was it your favorite? It was reading? my favorite last year. Absolutely loved it. The Gunkle by Stephen Rowley. He also wrote Lily and the Octopus, and he wrote The Editor, if you're familiar with those. Um, I will start out by saying The Gunkle has a fun, frivolous-looking cover, and it is fun, uh, but there are some deeper issues here at play. And so 
like I said, this is the my favorite book from last year. Here is the setup. Patrick, or Gay Uncle Patrick, Gup for short, Gunkle, get it, has always loved his niece, Maisie, and his nephew, Grant. Uh, he loves spending time with them, but they have to come live with him in Palm Springs when Maisie and Grant's mother um, tragically passes away and their father has to go to rehab. He has gotten himself um, addicted to some pain meds. So the next logical course of action is for Maisie and Grant to go spend time with Uncle Patrick in Palm Springs. Um, so Patrick has no idea what to expect. Okay, He has spent years on his own. He is a legendary former Hollywood actor. He has also lost a great love of his life. And his lifestyle is not so suited to a six and nine-year-old. Uh, hilarity ensues. He has a set of gunkle rules that he takes from theater references. Um, if you were born, I would say, at least in the 80s, you will get a lot of these theater and TV references, Three's Company being one. Um, they help each other, both Patrick and the kids help each other navigate their each of their losses, all of their losses. And so there is some depth to this book. Trigger warnings, obviously, for death of a loved one. Um, but I wanted to hug this book at the end. I didn't want it to be over. I want to spend time in Palm Springs with Patrick. <laughs> he is fantastic. And this is just my five-star read from last year. Now, I'll tell you about another uh, paperback release, one that you didn't enjoy as much, um, Jesse, but right. um, Great Circle by Maggie Shipstead uh, was one I really enjoyed. Um, it was a Booker Prize finalist. Um, it's about a young woman um, who was born in the early 1900s to uh, a a ship's captain um, and the woman he's married, who is just a loose cannon. And <laughs> we're refilling our champagne. Um, she, the mother disappears and they go to be raised by uh, an uncle in Monta Montana, um, this young woman and her twin brother. And um, she falls in love with the pilots who is this me? Okay. I gotta top it off. Quick champagne break. Yeah. She falls in love with flying. Um, it is her great desire to um, become a pilot, to see the world from the air. Um, and so that's what she sets out to do. I think this book is really about um, female desire, um, independence, um, and we, the book spans a full century um, of her, her parents' story, her uh, adventures, her goals as a pilot, um, the path she has to walk in her, her life to achieve what she wants, the sacrifices she has to make, um, and then kind of the mystery of where her story ends. Um, because 
the other half of this is an actress who is playing her in a movie in contemporary times. And so she's, she has um, most of the story, but um, it begins to come together and secrets are revealed and it's just a a great epic spanning story. So that was great circle. um, That was one of the books that I feel like maybe I didn't get. I wasn't smart enough to read it. Um, you know, if Jesse you, undersells I, herself. I, well, you know, this this one I describe as if you like sex and airplanes, this book is for you. There's definitely <laughs> there's definitely sex and airplanes, that's for sure. Um and some fun history. I think there's some fun history. So Oh, there is, definitely. Um that was great. In mystery thriller, we have um out in paperback when the stars go dark from Paula McLean. So Paula her writing background is really in historical fiction. She wrote about Hemingway's wives, um, starting with The Paris Wife and then Love and Ruin. And so those that was telling um, the story of the women behind a great author's um, front. You know, he was the one who was known, but his wives were very much involved in who he became. So I loved her in historical fiction. I definitely wanted to pick up this book. Um, I listened to this one on audiobook, and it's fun new territory for her. Um, It's told from the perspective of a police investigator, Anna Hart. She's taking a leave of absence from her... um, her job because she has suffered um, a really horrible loss that she blames herself for. She returns to her kind of stomping grounds in Northern California and there's a missing girl and she can't resist getting in on the case. So this is kind of a classic detective procedural, um, but set in Northern California. And I could see this becoming a series. I could see Anna Hart um, having a follow-up and I really enjoyed it. If you like a good detective, missing person, thriller. Um, Let's see, we have Ariadne. Why don't you tell us about that? Rachel. So there is a wonderful trend right now in um, mythology retellings, giving women the voice they deserve, because of course, in most Greek mythology and mythology stories in general, women are the problem and they're always causing issues. They're the ones that need to be defeated. They're blah, blah, blah. You get the gist. Well, Ariadne is a princess of Crete and she's the one that gives Theseus the string to get through the maze and kill the Minotaur, which is her brother. You know, it's a weird situation, but that's mythology for you. And she thinks she loves him and she's going to end up with him. But he, of course, is a dick. And that doesn't happen. That's not the case. He he ends up leaving her on an island pretty much just to die. Um, goes back and then marries her sister and is like, oh, you know, it was, uh, we did not know, blah, blah, blah. He plays clueless. But lo and behold, he left her on an island that is um, a place of worship for Dionysus. And then she ends up marrying Dionysus. So it's just a really beautiful story of reclaiming her, reclaiming her story 
and the author Jennifer Saint did a wonderful job and it's sad and really beautiful and if you like Greek mythology it's good for fans of Circe or Song of Achilles or even um, The Witch's Heart. It's just a really beautiful soft retelling and story into Ariadne, the princess of Crete. If you like mythology, and even if you don't like mythology, it's just a really great story in general and is a great exploration into one that you've been likely told, but maybe you've never told, you've, we've always been told it from the man's view. So it's kind of fun to get the woman's perspective. Okay. New in hardcover, we have some really big hitting authors. Um, giving us new titles to get excited about this week. Um, the most exciting probably is Sea of Tranquility by Emily St. John Mandel. She's the author of Station Eleven, which has been made into a Netflix series and The Glass Hotel more recently. Um, this title has loose connections to The Glass Hotel. Um, you don't need to have read The Glass Hotel to enjoy this one, but um, if you have read The Glass Hotel, um, you'll see the slight references. They're really interesting. Um, it starts in 1912, uh, Vancouver Island. A young man has to find a, a life for himself in North America once he's been ostracized from his family in England. Um, and he discovers something very unusual in the woods off of Vancouver Island. Um, his story um, is the beginning, but we this this book will take you 500 years into the future um, in which people are living on the moon. An author is coming to America to do her book tour. Um, and each of these characters encounters these unusual circumstances, these um, strange happenings that indicate that there may be a, 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 a portal for time travel. Um, it's very eerie. It's very atmospheric. Um, it's handling of the pandemic is really interesting. Um, if anything, it's, it's more hopeful because, you know, we're 500 years in the future and people are living on the moon. Um, so we've, we've made our way through it. She is a very, um, Emily is a very talented, futuristic writer, um, and um, she doesn't disappoint with this title. It's a beautiful cover as well, and we have a huge stack of signed first editions, so swing by to get one of those exclusive copies. Also out this week in a new release is The Lifeguards by Amanda Ayer Ward. Some of you re may remember the title The Jet Setters. So that was also by Amanda Air Ward. This new one is set in Austin, um, Austin's Zilker Park neighborhood. Is that a real place? I'm not entirely sure. Is a wonderland of greenbelt trails, live music, it sounds like Austin, and moms who may drink a few too many margaritas. So this one the main characters are Whitney, Annette, and Liza. They have grown thick as thieves, raising their children together for 15 years, believing they could shelter them from an increasingly dangerous world. Uh, a lot uh, similar to a lot of mothers, I think. They share an unbreakable friendship. One is safe as the neighborhood where they've raised their sweet little boys, or so they think. 
One night, as the moms are enjoying an extended happy hour, their boys, who are lifeguards for the summer, bicycle back from a late night dip at their favorite swimming hole with a discovery. News that will test the perfect world their mothers have so painstakingly created. So this is told in alternating viewpoints between the mother's um, the mother's powerful narrative, and that is complemented by gossip from the neighborhood, secret text messages, and a police detective's investigation. This sounds like it has it all. The Lifeguards is both a story about the secrets we tell to protect the ones we love, and a novel of suspense filled with half-truths, some would call those lies, and betrayals. Fierce love and complicated friendships and the loss of innocence on one hot summer night. This feels a lot like Where'd You Go, Bernadette, or Little Fires Everywhere. Um, The secrets, um, the aspirations. Yes. Um, Yeah. Leanne Moriarty. Yep. Good comps. I have um, The Candy House by Jennifer Egan. This is, she has the coolest covers. Um, You just have to see it. We have signed copies of this one as well. I discovered Jennifer Egan through Manhattan Beach. Um, That was an outstanding story about a female scuba diver um, in the early 1900s and just like it, it was really beautiful. Um, it was about a lot of other things as well, but um, I really enjoyed that one. Um, this is considered a sister novel, and I'm not, I'm not sure how they work together. I think they are in the same universe, maybe. A sister novel to A Visit from the Goon Squad, Egan's last book. Um, very favorite of Ellen's. Um, she enjoyed that one about the music industry. This one is about the tech industry. Um, the main character, Bix Booten, has developed a technology called Own Your Own Your Own Your Unconsciousness, which allows you to access every memory you've ever had and to share your own in exchange for access to the memories of others. So it comes at great cost. That's where the, the crux of the story is. Would you do it? Oh. I want my memories. I, I mourn the loss of my childhood and all the things I can't remember. True. And like your children when they were young. Oh, that would, yes, that right there would be the kicker. Yeah. Also, I I don't know what I think about trading memories with people. Like, I don't know where the value is in accessing someone else's, but that's the fun of this this book. So that's The Candy House by Jennifer Egan. Signed copies available. All right. The next book up that's coming out in hardcover today is The Sign for Home by Blair Fell. This is an incredible story that Atria Books, who's the publisher, sent me an advanced copy of several months ago. So I was lucky enough to read it. And as someone who studied American Sign Language in college, it was especially exciting for me. And I can't imagine how exciting it is for people who are a part of the deaf community. So the representation in this book is wonderful, and it's exciting to get to read that. This follows the story of Arlo Dilly. He is a deaf-blind man. Um, he is under the incredibly watchful eye of his uncle, who is very strongly um, Jehovah's Witness, 
And so, unfortunately, there's some struggles where they, just because Arlo is deafblind, they don't allow him to have all the opportunities any person who has a right to their autonomy should have. Um, because he is viewed as incapable of caring for himself, but he has been not given the tools to be able to live on his own and survive on his own. Um, however, he lived in a school for many years and fell in love with a girl. And due to some very wild circumstances, he loses contact with her. In fact, he thinks she's dead, but then he learns she's not. And so with the help of a man who is his interpreter, they kind of go on an adventure. Well, I say adventure, but it's not exactly like willing by one party. It's Arlo's like, I'm going to find the love of my life and you can come with or not. And it, it's a whole interesting scenario that ensues. Um, so when I say deafblind, think Helen Keller, which fun fact, my great aunt was friends with her. Um, yeah, I think I thought you knew that. I didn't know that. I'm learning this for the first time. Yeah, my aunt was friends with Helen Keller. So the book is actually written by Blair Fell, who is an interpreter. So what readers need to know is what might be hard for you as a hearing person to understand truly is part of the big D, like deaf community. So when I say big D, there's big D and little D, depending on what a deaf person identifies as and how big part of the culture they are in. So... I think as hearing people, you might think, oh my gosh, what? Like, that's horrible. But deaf culture is so incredibly different and sign language is not sign English. So it's a really good look into deaf culture um, and nice to be able to read about that representation. So I do recommend picking up A Sign for Home by Blair Fell. The next new release I'm going to talk about is The Younger Wife by Sally Hepworth. Uh, she is the author of uh, The Good Sister and The Mother-in-Law, which were her last two releases. So this one is called The Younger Wife. The setup is there's a husband. He's a heart surgeon at the top of his field. Stephen Aston is getting married again, but first he must divorce his current wife, as you need to do, uh, even though she can no longer speak for herself. Then there are the daughters, Tully and Rachel. Look upon their father's... Rachel. Tully and <laughs> Rachel. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Wow, my name in a book. I know. Tully and Rachel look upon their father's fiance Heather, as nothing but an interloper. Heather is younger than both of them. Surprise, surprise. Ew. Yeah, Ew. exactly. Clearly, she's after their father's money. So, the former wife... With their mother in a precarious position, Tully and Rachel are determined to get to the truth about their family's secrets, especially with the new wife closing in and who their father really is. So then there's the younger wife. Heather has her own secrets. Will getting to the truth unleash the most dangerous impulses in all of them? Um, yeah. Sally Hepworth is a great thriller writer so the next one is in a garden burning gold by rory power she is the author of wilder girls which is a ya novel in a garden burning gold is adult fiction fantasy it's about two twins who have powers Rhea controls the seasons lexos controls tides and um, maintains the country's borders and their father holds dominion over death so 
they kind of learned that the people part of their like nation essentially are wanting to rise up and it causes issues within the twins and they essentially go on a journey to save their family and decide for themselves if they agree with their father's rule or not, which creates some of a discomfortable relationship. And it was blurbed by the author of Malice, Heather Walter, which a lot of people really enjoy that book series. So if you're into sort of a mythological storyline and a nice fun fantasy, this will be the book for you. It's not often that we have a book of poetry as a headliner, but Time is a Mother by Ocean Vong is one that you should pay attention to. Ocean became known for his novel On Earth We Are Briefly Gorgeous, and before that, his poetry collection Night Sky with Exit Wounds was the winner of the 2016 Whitting Award and the 2017 T.S. Eliot Prize. So he is really a um, prominent feature um, in our world of poetry. Ocean's book is a book of poetry is reflecting on the loss of his mother, um, her death. And he talks about sitting with grief while also trying to survive. It's um, a collection based on personal loss and family, but also joy and American spirit. So this is a really beautiful book to pick up if you want to experiment with poetry. I think this is the thing, the thing that could get you started. So we have a large collection of those, and it's well-timed for National Poetry Month, um, which is recognized in April. Also new this week in middle grade is a title by Justin A. Reynolds called, this is one of the best titles I've heard, it's the end of the world, and I'm in my bathing suit. <laughs> so the setup for this is that 12-year-old Eddie has concocted the most genius plan ever to avoid his least favorite chore. Dun-dun-dun. The dreaded laundry. And let me I was going to say here. laundry. Yes. I was going to say laundry. I have six people in my family. Laundry is the dreaded chore in my house. Yeah. If he wears every item of clothing in his wardrobe... Summer will be halfway over before he has to do laundry. I'm considering this, let me tell you. But on the day of the highly anticipated beach bash, Eddie ends up grounded until he can get his clothes clean. So while he's left home alone to do his laundry, you guessed it, the power goes out. Mid-cycle. So with his first load of laundry completely soaking wet and the rest still filthy, Eddie sets out to explore the seemingly empty neighborhood in just his swim trunks and flip-flops as you would. As he meets up with other neighborhood kids to find out what happened, they realize that their families aren't coming back anytime soon. And as night falls, the crew realizes they aren't just the only people left in the neighborhood. They might be the only people left anywhere. Ooh, that's so interesting. Yes. So I am super excited about this middle grade. Um, middle grade has some really smart novels, some really smart reads, and I think adults like myself um, should still be picking them up. They are enjoyable, they are well written, and you'll know what your kids are reading, which is fun too. 
Also out in middle grade this week is the much-anticipated 15th book in the Wings of Fire series, The Flames of Hope. We have a huge stack of these, plenty of pre-orders already in, but if you have dragon-loving kids in your family, I'm sure this is already on the radar. Be sure to stop by and pick the book up on release day. I'm sure they'll have it finished by the weekend. Um, But in picture books, we have one I'm excited about. We'll be reading it at story time on Wednesday at 10 a.m. with Lovey. Um, It's called The Great Zepfino. It's written by Mac Barnett, and he's one of the most talented, humorous writers in children's books right now. And one of my personal favorite illustrators, Marla Frazee. And so we have signed copies, signed by the author and the illustrator. Um, And this is about a circus performer, Zapfino, who is supposed to do a dive from the giant high board, you know, like the the high board. Is that what we call it? Um, The high board? High board. um, You know, at the pool. Yeah. 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 A a giant platform. Um, Springboard. Yeah. No. So he's supposed to jump from the very, very, very highest reaches of the circus tent and um, land on a teeny, teeny um, little trampoline below. But he he panics at the last moment. And I relate to this very much. I was I was not someone who could handle the stage or the, the starting line very well. I had a lot of um, performance anxiety. Um, and so he takes um, an airplane, um, flies across the country, and becomes an elevator operator at a fancy hotel. Um, however, he ends up in a circumstance in which there's a fire in the hotel and he's on the very top floor. And in order to get out of the hotel, he may have to finally complete his great feat um, in which he dives from the highest heights, does a somersault and lands safely um, as the great Zanfino. So it's, it's a cute story. The illustrations um, really make it. I love Marla's um, approach to illustrating children's books. It's beautiful. Um, and like I said, we have signed copies of this one. Oh, that's it. I'm coming to story time. One I want to note for audio release today is The Love Connection by Denise Williams. So Denise is a local AMS author. We love her. She's amazing. And go listen to her audiobook. So she has three novellas coming out. So The Love Connection is out today, which is really exciting. And the next will follow within the year. And then, of course, she has a new book coming out in November called Do You Take This Man? And novellas are shorter, correct? Novellas are shorter, so they're really digestible, and it's a fun, quick read. And it like these ones are audio only, so this is the perfect time to sign up for Libro FM. Follow the link on our website, the link in our show notes, or just go to Libro.fm and search Dog-Eared Books when you input for your local bookstore. Dog-Eared Books Ames, that is, of course. Hello to the other Dog-Eared Books bookstores. (laughs) So, Amanda, Jess, what is popping at the store this week? Coming up this month is our Totally Graphic Young Adult Book Club. That is happening Friday, April 8th at 5 p.m. here at Dog-Eared Books. For more information and to register, go to our website, 
dogeareddbooksames.com. This month they're reading American Born Chinese by Jean Luen Yang. He's an outstanding illustrator and um, reflects upon his experience as an American Born Chinese boy. Um, and then we have on Saturday, um, April 9th from 2 to 3 p.m., we'll have a local poet, Paul Brooke. And Jesse and I both know Paul uh, through his wife, Melissa Brooke, yes. um, who is a personal trainer. Um, and Paul is a really interesting guy. What a collection of um, hobbies. He's an English professor. He's also a competitive lifter, a photographer, and a poet. Um, so unique combination of skills. He has a collection of Norse poems with photography from Iceland. It's very beautiful. He'll be here at the store um, signing copies and meeting people. Um, yeah. Also on the docket this month, on Saturday, April 9th at 6 p.m. here at the bookstore, is Chapman's List Book Club. Chapman's List is a book club dedicated to reading and discussing the books that are challenged currently by Iowa Senator Jake Chapman in his efforts to take these books out of the schools. The next up is The Hate You Give by Angie Thomas. I have read this book. It is a fantastic book. I did give it to my middle schooler to read and write a report about uh, a few years ago. On Sunday from 2 to 3 p.m., Cafe Philosophy will meet at Doggeared Books. This is the discussion group that contemplates the meaning of life. That's a big topic. April's topic is what does it mean to know something? That's very broad um, and it's led by our bookseller, Chad Zamolik. Um, a teacher at Ames High School whose specialty area of reading is philosophy, psychology, and economics. They have a great time. This group grows every every week at, or every month it meets. And then uh, Jesse will round it out by reminding people about Corsets and Conversation with Tursa. Yes, as we mentioned earlier, we have an upcoming event called Corsets and Convos with Tirza Price. I am so excited for this. This is going to be Monday, April 11th at 6 p.m. Tirza is the author of Pride and Premeditation, a murder mystery series spinoff of the Jane Austen novel Pride and Prejudice. I will be here in my Pemberley sweatshirt having a great time. We have um, paperback copies of the first in the series available, and we will have the new release, Sense and Second Degree Murder, available for sign and purchase. Our champagne glasses are nearly empty. I loved, loved having (laughs) Jessie here. She's always willing to play our games. And we'll have her back again soon. Um, Stop by the store and pick up one of these fantastic new releases this week. And we'll look forward to talking to you again soon. Remember, uh, subscribe, like, follow. Because you want to find out what's happening in dog-eared books every single week. Yep. And if you don't live in Ames, you can always follow us on social or hit our website to order books. Follow us at at dog-eared books Ames or at dog-eared books on TikTok. All right, listeners, keep the champagne flowing and the books going. This is so great. It's so great. <laughs>